Oh, come on, baby, don't you want to listen? Oh, come on, baby, don't you want to listen? It's the review of the Blues Brothers on a Sweet Home Review Review. Uh... It's not playing. There it goes. Uh, mission from God. You got my cheese whiz, boy. Guy really wanted his cheese whiz. <laughs> Welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our mission from God. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme Wood. <laughs> I didn't think that through before I said it. I'm Joliet JT3K. <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about the tribute to Aretha Franklin as well as our last stop of Singing Out the Summer. Yeah. The 1980 film. The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Uh, we'll be getting to that at the top of the hour, but first, uh... Didn't I sound <laughs> Who like... Who is this guy? <laughs> I kind of went into the a fucking DJ that's in the area. <laughs> I can't remember his name now. Uh, that's good. I don't remember his name. Okay. Local but, DJ. But, uh, he uh... sucks. He sucks. He can't talk but, his way out of a paper bag. Duh. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about some Blues Brothers, Beb. <laughs> we got that coming around right around the corner. But first, we're going to jump into a little tidbits of news, if you don't mind me saying that, GT. Uh, by all means. Well, thank you. <laughs> I leave the floor to you. Thank you. I the floor recognizes... <laughs> Try to the max for news. <clears throat> Starting with JT, uh, Quentin Tarantino is that new film coming up pretty soon about good old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just full of amazing people, as the last nine months have shown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and they have casted a few more blokes for this movie. Okay. Wrote a few of them down here. Uh, they casted a guy I've never heard of, uh, Rafal Zawiri. Oh my God, Rafal Zawirucha. I killed that name. I tell you what, he casted uh, him as Roman Polinski. Oh sweet! So, so he can be uh... <laughs> a troublesome person in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he casted Mike Mars, Bruce Lee. Nice. Okay. And according to the rap, yeah. He has casted Damon Harriman as Charles Manson. Yeah, I looked at this. He was actually in uh, Justified. That's what I read. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Justified? You I did. watched like the first season and like half the second season of it. Is he in it by then? Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yep. He plays uh, a character. I can't remember his Johnny name. Johnny Justified. Yeah, he plays Johnny Justified. <laughs> okay. And uh, no, he plays like a. He's like the second-hand man of like the main villain in it for like it's for like it's like for one episode but he keeps showing up as like this pipsqueak. Oh. Like 
criminal that just kind of like he's not like good at his job of being a criminal, <laughs> uh-huh. but he just like does stuff and then he just it's like someone that uh the main character just kind of like all right, get it, just get in the car. Sure. <laughs> does he look like he could be a serial killer? Uh, sure. I mean, so he's the got Holly- that face. Due to due to Hollywood magic, I'm sure they could do something <laughs> yes. with him. Uh, so they'll be co-starring along with the lines of uh, Leo DiCaprio's in this movie, as yep. well as Brad Pitt's in this movie as Isn't well. Isn't Bobby D in this too? Uh, I maybe is, but I uh, didn't see his name on that list. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I forgot about it. No, there's a lot of fucking people in this people movie. In it. So, and granted. Everyone was talking about how Charles Manson was going to be, like, a big deal in this movie. Yeah. But he's only, like, a small part, because it only takes place in, like, 1960s Hollywood area, California, California area. Yeah. So he's just going to be a little tidbit in the story. So we'll see how it goes. Really? I thought it was supposed to... Well, I don't know if it centers on it, but I don't, like... I thought, like, the whole Sharon Tate murder was supposed to be, like, a big deal in it. What I just read, because that... It was the article that had Damon Harriman as casted yeah says that yeah it's a part of the story but it's not like the whole shebang yeah so i know that's what i've heard okay yeah because it for a while there we were only hearing that this is going to be a charles manson story type thing yeah well i'm betting because i know tarantino's been really big on movies with chapters i wonder if it's going to be kind of like a pulp fiction type thing where it's Mm. like maybe stories that kind of intertwine with each other that'd be cool yeah that would be neat I would like that. Uh, moving on from Tarantino, JT, something that's maybe not going too much into production at this point is Top Gun 2. Oh, Maverick. Has been pushed out to 2020 release. Oh, no. Maybe not a 2019 release. Ah, so, uh, shit. <laughs> so if you were ready to get uh, into the danger zone in 2019... Tough titties. Damn it. I was even going through IMDb and, like, adding, like, movies we, could, we would possibly be doing. Mm. And I did think I put that on the calendar. Now I gotta take it off. Yep. You gotta push it out to the 2020, Cal. Ugh. That's right. All right. I mean, we nobody likes it. That That's the, that's the fact. Nobody likes Top Gun? <laughs> well, <laughs> listen back to our review. We weren't too keen he on it. He plays Great Balls of Fire, that one verse, so often. <laughs> When the highlight of it is a volleyball scene, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The most tongue-induced sex scene. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Nauseating. Nauseating. I Go back and listen. Our, that was probably one of one like uh, up there is one of our better reviews. <laughs> yeah. We really went in depth on Top Gun. We really did. That guy that wanted butts. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he wanted. Their butts. You wanted their butts. I want to have your butts. <laughs> I want some butts. <laughs> I went into that review thinking I was going to love Top Gun. And I came out <laughs> the other end and I'm like, oh man, I don't know what happened in there. Somewhere along the line, I fell off the wagon. Tom Cruise just walks very willingly into the women's restroom. <laughs> he is borderline <laughs> rapist. In this movie. Just doesn't even... I don't think he even stutter steps when he walks into the women's restroom. Nah. Just walks right in. Doesn't give a shit. Nah. And then says that the counter is sturdy enough to screw her on it. 
<laughs> it's sick. Look it's forward sick, to JT. Top Gun 2 out coming Top out Gun. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving down the list, uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Now, this is a big, this is big news because he said I I heard this. that he was cast in the new uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Wacky Joaquin. Uh, now he's out. Oh, he's out Alec now? Alec Baldwin is out. Oh my gosh, he was supposed to play. It was hot, <laughs> hot news. He was going to play Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Father. To Bruce Wayne, wife to Martha Wayne, wife to Martha Wayne, husband to Martha Wayne, <laughs> uh, confidant to Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah. Now, it's all over. It's all over. Head of Gotham or of Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> yes. Uh, Entrepreneur, someone, <laughs> some would say. Uh, shot dead in an alley. Spoiler. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be in it anymore. He withdrew. I don't know why he withdrew. Maybe he thought it was going to be a stinker. Yeah. Maybe he didn't need it to tarnish his good name of Alec Baldwin and the Baldwins. Yeah. I mean, they already got Billy Baldwin to do that for him. Oh, so. yeah. Yep. Don't need Alec. What about Steve? Well, Steve oh, Baldwin. Steve. What's he up to? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> should probably move on before I lose interest in all Baldwins. <laughs> Uh, JT yesterday, Todd McFarlane, creator of Image Comics, as well as the creator of Spawn. Hard R Spawn. <laughs> Hard R Bloomhouse, low budget horror suspense action comic movie, Spawn. Hard R Spawn. Said it was going to have a big update today. Yeah. That update, did you hear about this update? No. What the is update it? today, Todd McFarlane said that Greg Nicotero oh is going to be joining the production of the movie. Greg Nicotero and his company, I think it's KGI Effects. I could be wrong about that. Oh. Do all the effects for the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah. Uh, and they're going a more practical route in this movie to be budget conscious. Be nice. So they're doing a possible practical makeup on spawn which they had in the first movie but yeah. then it went heavy cg anytime yeah. action the cape yeah the cape and shit yeah so uh we'll see what uh what that entails but i'm stoked for a greg nicotero uh, yeah intro on this yeah. i love a lot all of his stuff oh yeah all of the gore and stuff for walking dead is always pretty spot on and mm -hmm. pretty good looking yeah uh so i'm stoked about that it was a good reveal todd now keep it coming. Is that yeah. script done yet? <laughs> hard R. Hard. The hardest. Hardest freaking R you've ever seen. Hard R. <laughs> and the last bit of news I have, JT, is that Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The review aggregate site. Yes. For movies is going to be changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not changing the way it reviews its movies and gives up its percentages. Yeah. That's staying put. Okay. But what's added to the the mix, the flavor, if you will, Ooh. is that now uh, independent individual critics can be considered that aren't just like um, part of the Chicago Sun-Times or New York Times or whatever. Nice. Like, if you're like a Roger Ebert and have been doing this forever, it can be just an individual now oh. which doesn't sound like that big a deal because i already thought they did that yeah but 
They didn't, apparently. So they're adding that. And now they're also enfolding in video and podcast reviews oh. to the critics score aggregate. Yeah. Um, that was not available up until now. It was only written reviews only. Gotcha. So now there's a ton of other platforms out there to do movie reviews. Oh, yeah. Such as ourselves, yeah. such as YouTube critics like Jeremy Johns and Chris Stuckman. Mm -hmm. They could be introduced into that and so on and so forth. So what I was thinking, JT, what we should campaign to get to be a critic on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. I would get get on love that. it. I don't know what it entails, but I'll look into it. Yeah. All right. There you go. Then start calling theaters and saying, we're critics. Uh, listen to me. To <laughs> look on Rotten Tomatoes. You will see our names you there. You need to set up screenings for <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's how this works. That's how we do business. <laughs> that's how we make the views. Yeah. That's how we make imaginary money. Listen, babe. This is how we do this. <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> Beb, come on. Come, come on, on Beb. Come on, Beb. <laughs> but that's all the news I got. All right, Troy. It's mm. good. Good good bit of news. Thanks. Good bit of news. I thought it was a bit sparse today. You said the contrary when we first started. I thought but, I found uh, some pretty decent nuggets of news. All right. On my lay, lay it on you, me. You took, a, you, took a few, you took a few of them. Okay. But uh, all right. let me see if I can uh, sauce it up a little Ooh. more. Uh, I'm excited now. Troy, have you seen A Quiet Place yet? No, I haven't yet. I think it comes out on D or I think it's out on DVD now. All right. But uh, I actually got an idea for it. For uh, oh. I think we have an open <laughs> slot on Halloween. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe oh. we could, since this is one of like the big horror hits of the year. Oh. Maybe doing a quiet place for Halloween. You have surprised me already. All right. Oh. Well, anyways, the <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Sorry. The sequel. Too, too horny and I coughed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm allergic to my boner. Uh, a Quiet Place has a sequel that's oh. going to be coming out on May 15th of 2020. Uh, no spoilers for The Quiet Place, but does it warrant a sequel? It could... I mean, they leave they leave it open ended enough where they could probably craft a sequel, but I don't know if it would be as good as the original movie. Mm, okay. All right. Take your word for it. So there you go. So a possible Quiet Place review down the line. We'll uh, figure it out as uh, it gets closer. We'll follow that as it builds. Yes. Uh, Warner Brothers Troy is uh, dipping their pinky back into the animation. Ooh. The Brothers Warner? Yes. And the Warner sister? Yeah, she's in there for Duke, probably. Uh, they are, in fact, looking into doing a Wiley Coyote movie. Oh, okay. Somewhere down the line. All right. Being directed by Chris McKay. Who directed the Lego Batman okay. movie? All right, I'm interested. Yeah, I would like to see. I want to see where they would go with a Wile E. Coyote movie nowadays. Yeah, because a lot of that was like violence, but it's like yeah, it's. I still like it though. Oh yeah, no, it's 
that's some good shit. That was those were like the Looney Tunes I look forward to the most. Yeah. Were the Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner. Yeah, each cartoon was only like five minutes long. Yeah. And it's just the coyote killing himself yeah. over and over trying again. To, trying to capture the Roadrunner and then he would end up dying. I A thousand deaths. Even though like every cartoon of that is the same, I love it. Like I look forward to it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just at my mom and dad's and they had like Boomerang on or something for Macy. And there was like a Roadrunner coyote thing. And I loved every second of that cartoon. Oh, so yeah. I am looking forward to a Wile E. Coyote. Hopefully their animation... I would love to still keep it in, like, 2D, though. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they do kind of keep it in 2D. I mean, I don't mind, like, what they've done with, like, the Lego Batman franchise with making it look, like, 3D and makes it look really cool, but... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I... Maybe 2D animation doesn't sell anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed a lot. Sometimes more than like, to think 3D like, animation. The last thing that came out that was really 2D animation that was for kids. Yeah, I don't know. Like some of that stuff too also like is just not in my wheelhouse, so like yeah. it just goes way over my head and I don't yeah. see it. But like, even like 2D animation nowadays is so computer generated that it doesn't even look like regular 2D. Like even like the Simpsons nowadays is so computer generated. Right. Um, it's, it's got that crisp like it's still 2D but it's got that like it's like a too crisp of a look. Mm-hmm. The um, so Warner Brothers still does their direct to DVD or direct to video, um, superhero flicks like the DC f- superhero flicks mm-hmm. is Warner Animation, and that's all still two D. And it's I think it's well, there are three D elements they add in so they don't have to like draw a car or whatever, yeah. which kind of is like off putting because you can tell it goes from like hand drawn cells oh, yeah. to. Yep. Yeah, you see, like, this, like, computer-generated car driving through, like, what looks... Like, it's a computer-generated car driving through a sketch of a street. Yeah. And <laughs> granted, it's gotten better where it looks more similar. Yeah. But it's still, like, the animation doesn't line up. Like, it's fluid computer animation with, like, yeah. a 24 frame per second... Oh, yeah. Like, drawing. It's like Futurama when, like, the spaceship would fly through the city... Yeah. Where it's like, you can tell that spaceship is not hand-drawn in the slightest. No, but Futurama worked, though. Like yeah. It, I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I hope it's a step up from that animation, because I know they don't, like, rake in a lot of money from the do- those sales. They they might break even <laughs> on those. Yeah. So I could see why they go, like, a cheaper route of animation. But I don't like that animation studio that they use for their newer stuff that come out. Really? I find it... like The only thing that I would give it a props for is that whoever... Whatever studio they do now, it's got to be some Japanese studio. That their fighting animation is better choreographed. And yeah. I don't know if it's like a, like somebody doing the better... Like layouts. You're drawing this off like their, like their DC stuff yeah, they're their doing DC now? Yeah, DC stuff. Like, they just came out with, like, a Batman, or not a, a Superman versus Doomsday fight. They're doing yeah. that one over again. Yeah, but it's, like, all, like, Justice League involved, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that fight is really well done, and it's, like, good fluid action, but I still don't like the character models that they use, like, and that, it drives me nuts. Everyone yeah. looks like a, they got, like, a big, thick pit bull like neck and it's like i don't know <laughs> they look just dumb i don't like it they're tra- like even though the 
um, like the Batman the animated series wasn't like picture perfect. Like I really liked that animation, and then when it jumped to like the Superman animated series, and everyone was like really top heavy, mm-hmm. you know, I still don't mind that either because it was consistent and it was going for a certain style. Whereas this, it just feels like it doesn't have its own style and it's just not, I don't know. It just doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. Whereas like a real, like, uh, why can't I think of his name now? Bruce Tim type of animation yeah. where it's all like, it's his wheelhouse. Yeah. Anyway, that's a big long tangent I went on. Cause <laughs> well, maybe for like, for like a, a big studio film though, like maybe they'll go out of their way to really make sure the animation is crisp. Yeah. But even though, well, yeah, I guess depending on who they're selling to, if they're selling for, to like kids and adults, maybe it'll grab yeah, and, a yeah, bunch that's of people true. in. Like if they, usually they don't really give a shit when they're trying to sell to kids cause kids will watch whatever. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I think if it's going to be Wally Coyote, I think they're going to try and aim for a little bit of nostalgia factor. So yeah. I'm sure they can. I can see them trying to put a little more work into it. Yeah. Anyway, good. Good there news. You know. Good news. <laughs> good news, everyone. Speaking of Futurama. Uh, speaking of good news, uh, there's good some more. Good news, everyone. There's some more uh, Star Wars Episode Nine casting news. Oh, boy. They cast uh, two. Actors that are pretty well known in the geek realm that might oh, kind of bring in some more all right. viewers in that sense. Okay. Uh, Dominic Monaghan has been brought in for a role. Charlie from Lost. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, he's been brought in for a potential role. And also Matt Smith. What? Being brought in for a role in Star Wars Episode Nine. The Doctor himself? The, do- the Doctor, the yes. The Doctor? <laughs> So there you go. Two pretty well-known... Doctor Who? Yeah. Do- Doctor Who? The guy who played Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Two pretty well-known actors in the geek realm. Sweet. Brought in... For Ep9, eh? For Ep9. 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 <laughs> Sweet. I'm into it. So there you go. Do any uh, rumors on what they're doing? What they're playing? Mm, no, just that they're they have roles they're, in the. They're gonna be pilots, probably, maybe. Just like uh, what's his name from Heroes? That's like J.J. Abrams, like good luck charm. What's his name? Hero. Greg. Uh, what's his fucking name? It's like the bigger, huskier guy. Hurley. <laughs> his name i don't even know what you're saying <laughs> i'm gonna look him up because uh well while you're looking that up troy i got some news on aquaman all right coming out later this year uh the first reactions for uh-huh. aquaman have been leaked and uh people are saying what? and uh yeah they've been doing screenings of it and already all right yeah well uh, i guess there's an embargo on it but i guess like a few like got out <laughs> without them oh knowing but I guess, uh, from what I've seen... Oh, Greg Guttenberg. Yeah, okay. But, uh... Anyway, go on. But, uh, from what people have put out there so far, they're comparing it a lot to, like, the first phase of Marvel films. Oh, okay. Like, it's kind of in that realm. All right. Well... Where it's, like... 
it's fun but very predictable. Okay. And but like that kind of leads me to think like, okay, we've been through the first phase of Marvel films. Do we need more of them? Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, phase one, those were good. Oh, no. Like, because the first one, Iron Man, was still solid. Yeah. But then the next one was, like, the Hulk. Yeah. Which I'm like, I still like it, but it's not the best. Yeah. And what was Thor? Thor. Captain America. Yeah. And then the Avengers, right? I think so. The first Avenger was pretty good going on a rewatch. And I still like the Thor series, even though everyone shits on them. But so I, don't I think know. it's uh, I don't know with Aquaman. I feel like it's going down a realm where it's like just give the people what's been successful in the past. Well, they need Which, to do something. Maybe that's yeah. what they need. <laughs> they needed. Maybe a, yeah. Maybe a, a a solid to medium win. But I don't know. I I don't want to see. If comic book movies are going to keep going on, I don't want to see them take, like, two steps back because they don't understand what people want nowadays. Sure. I, I mean, I get it. I would love to see something more out of the box. This yeah. one's all underwater. Marvel hasn't done that yet. Oh, my. Oh, well, you got me there, Troy. <laughs> there you go. You got me there. This one's got Black Manta, guy in a goofy helmet. Have you seen that yet? I've seen it. Yeah, it's. It looks like the game, the Injustice game. There you go. It looks exactly like. It. Go campy all the way, bruh. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it does. All we'll, right. We'll, chances are we'll have a review of it. Chances are you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy, I got some news on that Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy is going to be... Uh, he's still in there. <laughs> okay, so, all right. In fact, uh, he might be in there way more than he would want to be. Oh. Because I guess if uh, this one is a hit, uh-huh. he is bound by contract for three <laughs> more movies. Oh, my God. So there'd be four total? I th- yeah. Oh. Either four total or... Uh, it's, it's, they said it's a three-movie contract. Oh, so I don't so... know if it's, like, it's going to be three total or three if this one's successful. So, like, a, a cameo in another one, and then, like, Maybe. Venom 2 and Venom 3. Probably. All right. But. All right, we'll yeah. see. If this one if is successful. Like, yeah, they might just kind of cut them loose where it's like, this is shit. cut the contract up and they yeah. eat it. This is going to be, oh, this is, like, the one movie I'm least looking forward to. Yeah. It's just, I'm like. fucking <sighs> not into this movie whatsoever. I know, but we got to do it. I know. This is gonna, I know. I'm gonna. This is gonna be the biggest protest. I'm gonna go on a fucking Tuesday <laughs> to go watch Venom yeah. in a fucking theater. Yeah. This is gonna be the one where I like see like right before the show, like on a Wednesday. Yeah. And I'll be like, here, I got it done. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck this. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Well, uh, here's some news on a movie we've reviewed. Big Trouble in Little China, Troy. Yeah. And we know that The Rock is supposed to be in the remake of it. Mm-hmm. But news has come out that it's not going to be a remake. What? It's actually going to be a sequel. Oh. Or a continuation, as some people have said. Oh. Which uh, leads to a lot of speculation. Will Kurt Russell come back to reprise his role in this one as well? I'm hoping for it. I oh, fucking yeah. love Kurt Russell. He better. Better be wearing those boots. Love me some fucking Kurt Russell. 
Yeah, get them boots back out, dude. <laughs> Make them even taller. Make them come out to, like, your thigh. <laughs> yeah. Full on up to the crotch boots. <laughs> Wear them like fucking assless chaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get on them boots. Uh, well, I brought up how uh, there's some casting in the Star Wars Episode Nine. There's been casting in the Batman movie that's going to be coming out. Oh. I guess Oscar Isaac has a mysterious role oh. that he is casted for in the Batman. Okay. All so right. What do you see? What do you see him playing? It's what do you Oscar think he Isaac. would? Uh, huh. I have. No clue as a mysterious role in the newest Batman movie, which may or may not star Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Well, who do you think he's going to play in this movie that might not happen? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll say Two-Face as a villainous role. I could see him being a good or Harvey, at least Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah, I can see him being a pretty cool looking Harvey Dent. But then again, like, would they want to do that like so close? You know what? I asked a stupid question. Would they do that so close to being, like, Dark Knight? And that came out in, like, 2008, ten years ago. I, so. I can see... Well, shit. They fucking... Spider-Man. I know. And Batman. <laughs> they re, they make a Batman movie they don't every give five a fuck. years. It doesn't matter. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, they could, they'd probably be Harvey Dent. Yeah. Who knows? Or a young Thomas Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> well, uh, try my last bit of news is probably the greatest news of all. No, I'm finally glad we got there. Uh, apparently, uh, Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theory uh-huh. has decided to go into other uh, projects, oh. which has led to the Big Bang Theory finally being canceled. We did from it. C- we did it. <laughs> we got him. We got him! We finally did it by protesting by never watching it. We got him! We did it! We did it! Finally. It wasn't Jim Parsons at all. They just heard us. <laughs> right. And they wanted to appease us. That. That's right. <laughs> I mean, sorry Parsons had to be the fall guy. Yeah. I guess. Not sorry, really. not sorry, Jim. <laughs> yeah. James. James, if that's your real name. Get out of here with your Big Bang Theory. You're making millions an episode, you sickos. You make me sick. <laughs> God. Yeah, fuck the Big Bang Theory. God. How long was that on? Like 12 seasons? It had to have been. Did they even fix that elevator at all? I don't Probably care. not. I don't care. I totally forgot that was a thing. Those stupid nerdy fucks. <laughs> dopes. Stupid dopes. Stupid nerdy dope fucks. <laughs> Uh, anyway, good. It's done. Yeah, we get that shit off the fucking... Now we still got, what, young Sheldon to deal with. <sighs> Fuck me. <laughs> so, so glad CBS is its own fucking shit. No one has to deal with their bullshit. Sick. It makes me sick. Fuck them. Sick. Fucking sick. <sighs> Fuck them. Well, uh, I do have a bit I could bring up, Troy, if you want me oh, to. No. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's sad. It, yeah, it's a it's a pretty well-known bit, okay. but I think it'd be worth bringing up. Oh, okay. For uh, a uh, 
a more political version of Neil's bits. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. People dying oh. in oh, the yeah. pits. Please stay tuned to yeah. Neil's bits. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Troy passing away this past week. John McCain. Yeah. He's senator from Arizona. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Normally, we don't usually bring up, like, political-type deaths, but I don't know. I thought this one was more prominent because he's kind of like the era of when politics worked. (laughs) Yeah. In a way. Right. Like, he actually was mildly bipartisan in some way and didn't, like, you know, sell his soul (laughs) so that a greedy, fat, piece of shit, white supremacist (laughs) could get whatever he wants. Right. He'll go down in history, giving that thumbs down to Trump. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If anything. Yeah. That's what he did. I mean, he did have, he did have, like, some pretty bad policy things in the past, but, I mean... There's, I've heard, like, different things where, like, he even came out and was like, you know what? Yeah, I made a mistake there. And I was like, shit! What? <laughs> Honesty? You said you made a mistake? <laughs> Politicians do that now? What? Different era, man. Yeah. A different time. Yeah. When <laughs> people cared. And, like, uh, I don't know. Like, there was a bunch of shit that came out about, like, when he was a POW, like... I guess I heard like something where like they like when he when they captured him like he broke both of his arms. Ugh. So like they would do shit where they would like re-break his arm to like oh. as like a form of torture. God. Yeah. Jesus like, Christ. Like they just kept doing it over and over again to try and get information out of him. Sick. And this is like over the course of like two and a half years. God. <laughs> so the like even if he did say do some fucked up shit like Man, the fact that he <laughs> survived that, like... God. I've heard, like, some shit where, like, people kind of, uh... Like, held it against him where it's like, well, he was he's kind of crass. I'm like, fuck, I'd be crass. Yeah. <laughs> lived in a... I lived for two and a half years in t- torture <laughs> yeah. in Vietnam. Right. Sorry if he doesn't have the best etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> if that's even fuck. the way to say it. Yeah. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, sad to see him go. Did, uh, did see that he got that, uh, that brain cancer. So I thought it was going to be pretty yeah. soon afterwards. That yeah. I think like the really day, good. like, like the next day, at, like, like the day before he died, he said that he was going to stop treatment. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, that's fucking, <laughs> that's... Well, my aunt had brain cancer, and she she stuck around for another three years after she was diagnosed, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not so much if you're going to go into a recession, or, yeah, go into recession as to, like, you're pretty much just kind of delaying the inevitable. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's hard to fight that shit. Yeah. You can't really cut around the brain. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, that's too bad. So, John McCain, this American people... 
have put the flags at half staff. Yeah. Well, Even if we didn't agree with you all the time, you still showed enough class where you weren't a fucking blatant white supremacist. <laughs> That's right. Like that ape. God. That sits in the white. I guess he fucking... He didn't even, like, put anything out. Like, yeah, I know. Didn't even, like, put the flags at half-mast. I know. At the White House. Our local baseball diamond has ours at half-staff. Yeah. Half. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? He's a fucking... <laughs> <His> country. <laughs> he's a fucking piece of shit. Our president's a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, don't put me in a sour mood. <laughs> CNN is on all day at my fucking job. Oh, really? To... Yeah. How the fuck do you live? I don't know. I know, just listening to, like, uh, I listened to the Daily Zeitgeist, and that enough just kind of, like... I had to take a break from that show, because it's all they I know. They, they legit have, like, a segment on Trump every episode, and it's yeah. always just, how the fuck is this man? <laughs> I needed to take a break. <laughs> like, in charge of anything. I... I can't stand it that my work only plays CNN. <laughs> and I mean, at least it's not like Fox News or whatever, but it's like CNN and C-SPAN are the only two channels ever Oof. on. And I'm like, just end it. Yeah. End me. C-SPAN is like the unsweetened tea of news. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a stale lemon <laughs> to flavor water. That's not e that's even too much to say. It's just lukewarm water is what it is. It's not I mean it it, it makes you so you don't die in the desert, but you're yeah. not refreshed. The most I've seen of C-SPAN is when I looked up to see it was C-SPAN. I and then I turned away. There was literally C-SPAN on the other day and I looked up at the TV and it looked like a guy was sleeping on live TV. <laughs> I wish I would have taken a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, this sucks. <laughs> Can't you put Family Feud on or something? Uh, Game Show Network plays it 24 hours a day. No shit. My God. When my uh, dad was like recovering from his open heart surgery, it was like he had Game Show Network on all day, and it was just nonstop Steve Harvey. I'm surprised they didn't start talking like him. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Go to your house and your dad's got those long suits on. He's got a fucking handlebar mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Puts in like big veneers. <laughs> He's like, All right, playo. All right. It's done. <laughs> it's done. God. Uh, what do we got uh, going for trailers this time, JT? Oh, I got two. I also have two. All right. Why don't uh... you go in and I'll chime in. Okay. Dive in. Uh, Head first. This is me diving Sailor dive right into these trailer news. Sailor dive. Uh, the first one I got is they put out an official trailer for I Think We're Alone Now. Oh. Which is the L. Fanning, Peter Dinklage post-apocalyptic okay. film. Uh-huh. And um, they're really vague on the plot details. All they really show is just that they're the last two people alive on Earth. And Elle Fanning has like this really deep, dark secret that she has to share with him oh. or whatever. But, uh, no, it's good. I'm always, I don't know, I always have like a soft spot in my heart for like post-apocalyptic movies. Just because it really, it like dissects like 
what people think the world's going to do. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like them too. Yeah. Even though like sometimes they're like very depressing. Yeah. But I like them. Like I think uh, Finding a Friend for the End of the World is probably one of my favorite movies. I still haven't seen that. Oh, we should, man. We should gotta find like a good theme to do that for, cause it's okay. so fucking good. All right, okay. Um, do, at any point do they play a slowed down version of like Tiffany's "I Think We're Alone Now" in it? No, in the trailer. All they right. don't. But who knows? How much you want to bet that song's in that movie? Maybe it's a possibility. <laughs> what do you? What are the odds? Like one to one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ten to one. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how odds work. I mean, it's a small movie. <laughs> they might not be able to afford the rights to it, unless that's all the budget went to. All the budget just went to <laughs> playing. I think we're alone now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, <laughs> expect a shit fucking movie. <laughs> but there you go. I think we're alone now. Looks good. I, I don't know. I love Peter Dinklage. And stuff. He's hit and miss for me. Sometimes I like him. I know a lot. you hated him in, in in Avengers for some reason. I didn't hate him. I just found his <laughs> found his performance very weird and not up to par with everybody else. <laughs> Even though it's like a good, he was in a scene with a tree, and I found him more ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the last trailer I got Troy is. The trailer for Robert Redford's last film, The Old Man and the Gun, where he plays an older man that uh, teams up with other older men to rob banks, pretty much. And? It looks good. I I really am up up for it. I want to see it. Did I ask you, like, last week if this is, like, an old person movie? If that was, like, the genre of film now that he only does, like, (laughs) Morgan Freeman and... It does look like, like an old person movie. Oh god! Like even like Sissy Spacek is in it as like the love interest. <laughs> okay. Like Danny Glover's in that. All right. So, but I don't know. Like it looks good. Like Casey Affleck is like the officer that's like after him. All right. And stuff. Not, that seems troublesome. Yeah. Well. Who knows? What are, we, what are you gonna do, huh? What are you gonna do? Louis C.K.'s doing stand up now, so I guess it's okay. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. <sighs> oh, it's a funny thing, but you bring up Louis C.K. So, uh, Parks and Rec started auto-playing on Hulu the other day. Yeah. And I forgot in the first season, Louis C.K. dates oh, Leslie yeah. Nope in it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wanted to make so many, hey, you want to watch me jerk off on our first date jokes? But, like, nobody was in the room that would care. So I just <laughs> laughed quietly to myself. <laughs> If only you knew what I was thinking about right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't have any of those trailers, JT. I had two special ones all to myself. Um, I have the second trailer to First Man. Okay. Uh, The Neil Armstrong landing on the moon flick. Directed by Damien Chazelle. That's right. Uh, This trailer, I wasn't sure... If it captured, I guess, the tone of the movie, maybe I'm wrong. With this, Uh-oh. Did you watch it? No, I didn't see it. So this trailer made it seem a lot more like a suspense, kind of like a tense movie. Yeah. Rather than like what I think it's going for, of maybe like a... 
there, I mean, there'll be suspenseful elements in there, mm-hmm. but I, the the trailer even has like very suspenseful like music set throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't think that's the tone of the movie. It made me like chuckle when it was done. I, I don't know though, because like the trailer that I saw for it, and it might be the same one, but I saw it a long time ago. But like they, it looks like they do a really good job of showing how janky this mission was. Yeah. Like, they really go out of their way to, like, show, like, shit is fucked when it comes right. to this. Like, I remember, like, the the trailer that I saw for it, like, they're walking down the rampway to get into the shuttle, and, like, the walls around the shuttle are, like, moving. Like, yeah. it's so, like, put together in a way where it's, like, it looks like it could implode on itself at any time. Right. But, okay, so here's my problem. We know that they land on the moon. Yeah. Like, we know the ending to this. So, like, I don't understand why... I don't mind if it's, like, a movie that the trailer shows them that there is peril the whole way. Yeah. But to show, like... I don't know, maybe you have to watch the trailer to get kind of what I'm saying. It's even, it's set to even, like, a suspenseful, like... Hans Zimmer type of theme. Yeah. Where it's, and like, it's got like the boise in it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I just feel like that's not the tone of the movie. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong, but well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I appreciate it because, like, even though we know what the outcome's going to be, you have to keep in mind that the people that actually lived this didn't know what the outcome was going to be. So the fact that you're seeing all this shit where it's like, I don't trust that. I definitely don't trust that. I wouldn't even like put my finger on that it looks like it's about to blow up and like the fact that you're seeing all this stuff and like you're even you're knowing what the outcome is going to be you're like entering you would enter that situation with the the most trepidation yeah. and the fact that you're watching someone that's not only entering it but like going with their own free will into it and then shooting it into space yeah with that being its only means of getting back to earth just absorbing all of that, you have to kind of be like, shit, fucking Neil Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I don't know. That just, that was my one little takeaway from it. Gotcha. So I'm not going to dwell on it too much longer. Yeah. Uh, my second trailer is that they have a trailer out for the third season of True Detective. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did starring, see that. Starring uh, Mahashala Ali. Yeah. Um, it looks uh, like this one, they're doing it different again. Well, I don't know. They're kind of doing it like the same as the first season, except yeah. there's like a bigger gap of time. Yeah, it looks like they're doing like time jumps again, which I'm really into. Yeah. Uh, the first season, it was like a span of 10 years, I th- uh, roughly, maybe. Yeah. And this one looks like way more Yeah, they than make that. him look like an old-ass man at the end yeah. of this. So I'm, I'm stoked. I don't know what the rest of the cast is. Was it like, is it just kind of like another small type thing? Because the first maybe. season only really had Woody Harrelson and... Um. Yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, it looks like they're really focusing on Mahershala Ali for this season. So I don't know what the what the rest of the cast looks like, but maybe they're yeah they're maybe they're subsidizing down to now just one major star, That'd be as opposed right. to like I think the last one like three. Yeah, three or f- didn't have because it was like four. Yeah, because yeah, it was uh, Colin Farrell. Rachel McAdams, Vince Vaughn, and Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Oh man, we did a whole season on that too. 
What the fuck? That's why we changed up the way we do things. Uh, you can, very you can, you can, after. you can thank True Detective season two for what we're doing now. <laughs> Actually, okay, if we have new listeners now, it'd be funny to tell them what our show used to be. Yeah. So like, because we used to do TV seasons. Yeah. So the first. We did the first season of Gotham because yeah. it premiered. Yeah. So every episode was just about that episode mm-hmm. that premiered that week. Yeah. And then when that finished, True Detective Season 2 came out. Yeah. And we weren't a fan, really, of Gotham Season 1. Yeah. But then True so Detective we were, yeah, Season so we were like, 2 came oh, out. Oh, yeah. And True Detective per- Season 2 is going to be so good because the first one was so good. And this one's its own story. Right. It's going to be awesome. And then it's like, shit! Back-to-back stinkers! Yeah. So it was like, fuck TV! Yeah, so then we, like, changed it up, and then we went to just, like, big TV releases and, like, movie releases. Yeah, just, yeah, stuff we were interested in. Yeah, and that has worked out way better so far. Yeah. Granted, now that we've done, like, two straight years of it, yeah. it's way better I know. than fucking like, subjecting ourselves near to something Near the end of True hate. Detective Season 2, I was just, like, I was on the verge of being, like, let's just stop. <laughs> let's <laughs> hang it all up. <laughs> I was like that during our Gotham season, because, like, there was 26 episodes it in that first season. It was so bad. That's, like, a half a year. Of us doing Gotham season one, fucking balloon man, Jesus, that was episode two. That was like, yeah, that was like or two, or, two three. or three. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> probably red line there, but I was just like, <laughs> I'm upset again. <laughs> it's in the past. There though. you go. It's in and the past. If you want to get Troy's goat, just bring up Donald Trump or Gotham season one. How <laughs> we wasted two seasons of the show doing some bullshit. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyway. You know what would be fun? I just thought about this, like, the other day, like, because... What? Now I'm just bringing up old shit that we used to do. When we first, very first started the show... Yeah. It was, like, just random shit. We didn't have, like, a main topic of the night. Yeah. Really? And we would just kind of talk about whatever. And those were fun, but they were very loose in structure. Yeah. Until we started, like, playing a game at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, like, every once in a while, if there's, like, a slow news week, playing, like, a game segment instead of, like, doing, like, bullshit news. Alright. I thought that'd, think that'd be fun. I think, especially if we have, like, a third person. Yeah. Like this... Well, we always used to have a guest on, too. Oh, yeah. Like, every episode. And that's what, like, mm-hmm. that's what had, like, infrequent release dates. Yeah. Because we'd have to, like, make sure all of our schedules aligned, <laughs> yeah. which was fucking awful sometimes. I know. And it'd be, like, a show a month that we would do. Yeah, pretty much. But we actually edited those shows. Like, yeah. I mean, we do, like, live producing on air now. Yeah. But we would, like, do the whole show, chop it down, re- do it in, like, three chunks. Yeah. Because we would take a break, and then we'd actually go through and edit it. Yeah. And then drop in sound effects and all that shit. Like, yeah. Highly more, more highly produced. But this one's still... This is, yeah. So much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I like the games that we played. Oh, yeah. Like, because we played Mary Bang Kill, like, almost every episode. Oh, yeah. We played that game, like, doing it live. We only ever played that once, but I loved it. Where we <laughs> pretended we were DJs, and we had to finish what we were saying before the beat of the music dropped. Oh, and, like, yeah. Went, that was a fun game. Oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, I miss those things. Anyway, that's just Good nostalgia. Good times. We'll bring it back sometime. Good Maybe time. next guest we'll try to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's probably a lie. I'll forget. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of games, Troy, we got a big game that we've been focusing on. Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. quite a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, the Tournament Random Movies, of course. Uh, well, thanks, Troy. You're welcome. Uh, of course, we had First Blood versus Basketball this past week. Did you see you won, Troy? I saw it was back and forth. It was, yeah, it was pretty close I, throughout the week. Because I thought I... It was in the bag for one, and yeah. then I looked a day or so later, and yeah. it flipped. I know. I retweeted and, it, and then, and then like, I retweeted it, too, because I'm like, let's see if this will just keep flip-flopping, yeah. and I didn't see the results. Well, uh, Basketball ended up taking it, Troy. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed, because I really wanted to see First Blood. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I, I voted for First Blood. Ah, damn it. God. God. Damn it. Oh, well. Basketball still. Basketball like. still good. And uh, so it's going to lead to a pretty interesting finals here of <laughs> falling down versus basketball. I did yeah. see our, our friend Ghost Hunter Dave through your Imperious Rex Twitter posted about how he just saw it not too long ago and was like, yeah, this is very problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you're talking about basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So I want to see what. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see which one. Yeah, which one's gonna take it? Is it gonna be falling down or basketball? Yeah. And uh, got another. I got another one all set up after that, Troy. Oh, okay. All right. So train's gonna keep on rolling. All right. Okay. Train's going to keep on rolling. Got a few uh, 2018 titles in the newest one that's coming up, too. Oh, so a newer stuff. Yeah, some newer ones in there. Okay. Still some older ones, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be interesting. Great. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Good. I'm excited Good. to see what wins on this one. Yeah. I did not expect basketball to make it to the end. I didn't either. I was expecting Aladdin to make it all the way to the end, but I was surprised Falling Down beat it. Yeah. Huh. This one kind of came out of left field. That's a right. A bit. That's right. All right. Well. So there we go. Falling we? Down versus Basketball. The finals of Tournament Random Movies 3. Mm-hmm. One of these movies will be reviewed by us in a later date. On an open slot week. <clears throat> yes. All right. Cast your votes. Cast your votes. We'll Make sure your it. voice is heard. Yes. All right. Well, all the bullshit's out of the way, Troy. All of the bullshit is out of the way for us to talk about the 1980 classic. Yes. The Blues Brothers. Yeah. The Max Landis's father's <laughs> film classic that's right <laughs> dropping june 16th summer release summer release <laughs> 1980 coming in at 133 minutes uh with a budget of 30 million dollars domestically making 57.2 million dollars worldwide making 115 jesus point two million dollars i was actually surprised to see that world loves him loves him blues brothers uh actually it made more overseas than it did domestically yeah back in 1980 though yeah which is weird nuts um rotten tomatoes has an 83 percent 
Okay. IMDb has it at a 7.9 out of 10, so pretty All right. close. Yeah. Um, and Marked Movies gave it four out of five stars. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It's the number two Saturday Night Live film ever to be released. Can you guess what number one is? Uh, neither Roxbury. No. Wayne's World. Yes, gotcha. it is Wayne's World. It is, I think, sandwiched between Wayne's World 1 and 2. Okay. I think, anyway. Gotcha. Um, and It's Pat is the lowest, <laughs> if you were wondering. Um, except I also thought that Hot Rod was a SNL film. Film. No. But it's a Lorne Michaels produced one, yeah. but not an SNL one. Yeah. Rod wasn't, uh, I don't think Rod was ever an SNL character. Okay. Um, it also is the number 10 movie that came out in 1980, Whoa. which begs me to ask you oh, shit. What do you think the top five movies I can't were? I not think of what came in out in 1980. I will give you 10 through 6. Okay. 10 is this movie, Blues Brothers. Nine, Blue Lagoon. Eight, Smokey and the Bandit 2. Oh, boy. Seven, uh, Coal Mine's Daughter. Six, Private Benjamin. And what is five through one? Oh, God. Godfather Part 2? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Number terrible when it comes five. to years. Number five, Any Which Way You Can. We never got oh, that. Oh, I would have totally got that. Yeah. Number four, maybe you would have gotten Airplane. Oh, nice. Number three, Stir Crazy. Okay. I don't know anything about Stir Crazy. Number two, big movie. You'll probably kick yourself when you hear it. Nine to five. Okay. Dolly Parton. Yeah. I just saw that film not very long ago. It's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, my mom had it on like Turner Classic Movies or something oh, like yeah. that. It was Where a bunch fun. of women tie up their boss. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And number one, Empire Strikes Back. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, featuring Carrie Fisher, which is also in this movie. Gosh, you took the one and ten spot. That's right. Uh, I actually forgot, because I've seen this movie before, and I totally forgot Carrie Fisher had a part in this. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Um, I think that's all of the facts I have up top. So, JT... What was Blues Brothers all about? Well, we follow Joliet Jig Blues, who's just getting out of jail and is picked up by his brother Elwood. And they, when they go and visit their uh, Catholic school orphanage, mm-hmm. they find out that they are $5,000 short in terms of maintaining their property, mm-hmm. which leads them to <laughs> which leads them to find out a means yes. of uh procuring that five thousand dollars yes and, and then, uh, then trouble ensues from there there you go there you go we got there at the end um do you have an important message to pop up on that? Oh, show? you know, uh, yeah. My uh, girlfriend texted me that there's a loose dog out, so I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't ours. Is it yours? <laughs> no, it's not. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was, because that dog is dumb. <laughs> if there's anything I know about JT's dog, is that it is dumb. <laughs> um, we named him Bucket for a reason. <laughs> Uh, JT, what I liked about this movie 
Yeah. Is that it takes place in Illinois, the Chicagoland area. Yeah. And a lot of movies in the 80s did take place in the heartland in, like, the Chicagoland area, which you don't see a lot of now. It's always on the coasts. Yeah. And And this one, like, not only does it take place in, like, the Chicago area, but, like, wears it on its sleeve. Like, it reminds you very regularly that this is fucking Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't ever... I mean... There is, like, a song, Welcome Home Chicago, or uh, yeah. what's it, uh, whatever it's called. Sweet Home Chicago. Sweet Home Chicago. Um, but, like, it is full of just Chicago landmarks. And it doesn't even make the city look nice. No. It makes it look like Chicago. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the opening scene makes it look like it's taking place, like, in the very distant post-apocalyptic future. <laughs> With, like, fiery smokestacks. It looks like the beginning of Blade Runner, (laughs) except without the fancy buildings. Just, like, spires of fire coming out of these smokestacks and shit. But, yeah, so, like, right at the beginning, uh, old Joliet uh, Blues over here gets busted out of the Joliet Correctional Facility, suburb of Chicago, for all of our foreign listeners. And, like, have you ever been to Joliet? I've... I think I've been as close as I can to Joliet without feeling like I'm about to get stabbed. I've driven through the <laughs> very bad part of Joliet <sighs> on How accident. Are you still here? I don't know. I got out of there <laughs> as fast as I could. It is not a great place. Yeah, Joliet is scary. I've had uh, friends when I went to college out near Chicago uh, that were from Joliet, and they made that trip every day, and I'm like, man, how are you... I asked them the same question. How are you not stabbed? Yeah. And they're like, well, you just learn to go around the stabbings, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just go around the, the heavy stabbing areas. Um, And maybe it's because we're from the state of Illinois that I find, like it more appealing i don't think anybody else would care yeah but it was this like i think it is the john landis era of making movies that he took like a lot of pride in shooting stuff in chicago yeah a lot of stuff was in the midwest yeah because like things nowadays a lot of it takes place in chicago like rampage took place in chicago i think a lot but of did like, it the... like look like was it did they shoot it in toronto and call it chicago there's definitely some scenes where they show Chicago, I think. Because I know they use Chicago in the Dark Knight for Gotham. Yeah. Which is very appropriate, I think. Oh, yeah. Because it is gross and dirty. Yeah. But uh, I... <laughs> Sorry for all the listeners from Chicago. But, like, <laughs> no, you gotta know you gotta it, know yeah. that you, oh, yeah. all this already. But, um... Chicago's terrifying. <laughs> like, granted, me... Me and uh, T-Max, we come from a very small town in Illinois. Yeah. And Chicago is just, it looks, it's a completely different monster than anything, like anything in Illinois. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's like a state in and of itself. It really, it's completely different from the rest of the state. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you get within an hour of Chicago, it turns into a completely different state. Right. Because, like, going down 90... Just going right into... Yeah. You can just see it in the distance, just in this haze. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, like, yeah. you'll hit the suburbs, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're just in yeah. the city. And it is, like, not clean. It's yeah. It's dingy. It's, like... People, like, look and act different, too. Yeah. Like, you get to that, like... 
that like air like that in between area you can like see like people like morphing in front of your eyes almost <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i guess en- enough of just talking about how shitty chicago is <laughs> but like i like that anyway it took place in illinois and like places mm-hmm. that i recognize too yeah and it didn't hold back on yeah on like the grittiness of it and like even there's some scenes that they have in this where like the grittiness almost kind of complements the area yeah yeah, yeah. Where it's like it doesn't look like nothing in this looks like squeaky clean by any means. But no. Like uh, there's sometimes where it's like oh, this that actually looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it made it feel like a little bit more genuine. Yeah, to me. So I, oh, yeah. I liked it for sure. Um, but right. So uh, th- because this is like the last movie of our singing out the summer month, like I've only seen this movie ever once before. Yeah, this is my first time seeing it all the way through. Um, and it's less of a musical than I remember. Yeah. I mean, there's musical elements to it. Like, every time they go, at the point where they're trying to round up band members, there's, like, a musical, me- like, yeah. interlude between, like, every pickup spot, yeah. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but between there, I, I forgot that, like, it's just, like, when they actually stand up to sing at a venue. Yeah. What do you mean? There's still there's still musical parts. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not, like, I guess, a traditional musical as we've been doing the rest of the month. Yeah. Um, where, like, well, they'll just sing about their feelings or whatever. Yeah. But, there's like, when they show up um, at the church in the beginning... That's got James Brown as a pre- James Brown as a preacher. Oh yeah. Which, when you get there, there's a whole musical thing, which is like crazy and fun God. and whatever. It's almost like <laughs> I love that one so much. Like especially where like people are like doing like backflips in <laughs> yeah. the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like later on, uh, the movie that or this week that we dedicated to Aretha Franklin yep. has a, a song in the diner that yeah. she works in. Yeah. Um, and then Ray Charles Ray has Charles, one in a music yeah. shop. Yep. Uh, and right before the very like end bit on stage, oh, I'm going to blank on his name. He has a whole segment to himself before like um, Jake and Elwood. Get Cape to Calloway. The, yeah. Get, yeah, gets Cab, to, Cab Calloway. Uh, gets to the venue or yeah. whatever, and that's fun, too. Yeah. And, like, those are, like, big, like, s- highlights of the movie. Otherwise, mm. I didn't like this movie, like, a whole lot. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> I, I was gonna be so ready to be, like, I'm, if Troy says he likes this, I'm thinking we're gonna fight, because <laughs> I was not digging this at all. I couldn't remember <laughs> what I thought of the movie when I saw it. And maybe it's because I saw it with such a huge fan of it that yeah. he was, like, making it more fun to watch because he would give me, like, facts about it here and there. Yeah. But, like, I was not enjoying watching this movie. No. I There's fun moments in it, but, yeah. Like, when I think of the of blues, I, I'm a pretty decent fan of blues. Uh-huh. But, like, <clears throat> the blues that they kind of uh, hold in high regard in this is, like, that really gentrified like white dude blues where it's like they're yeah. trying to like steal it and use it as their own yeah like it's 
It's just, it's that annoying blues where it's like, this isn't, like, actual blues. Yeah, and see, like, I'm not, like, wholly, like, like, uh, I don't really like blues, really. Yeah. Like, it's not for me. And so, like, those songs were fine because I'm like, those are the ones I know. Just yeah. play the hits. Yeah. And, but and, I, I don't know. Like, it was an hour no, there was an hour left of this movie still once they got all the band members together and did their first venue at yeah. that like western bar. Yeah. And I looked Well, I'll get in I'll get into that when, when we start I, talking about it all the way through, but I had to <laughs> yeah. I had to pause the movie to like give Macy some dinner and I'm yeah. like fuck, there yeah. is an hour left to this, this movie. This does not this has no right to be too like more than 2 hours long. The director's cut is two and a half hours long. <sighs> and, like, why would you add 20 minutes to this? Oh, it is so slow going. Yeah. Into when they started rounding up the band members. This movie needs to be 90 minutes. It does. It definitely does. And even if it... I can't even see myself if this was 90 minutes. I, can, I can't see this being like, yeah, that was still good. <laughs> because... If it was 90 minutes, you would have all the musical numbers... Yeah. The end I I liked. The big chase scene was fun. Yeah, I think everything all all the things they do with cars is really fun. Like yes. the chase scene through the mall and then at the end when just they're pretty much just buying cop cars just to <laughs> throw them in a ditch. Yeah. Cuz there's they crash so many cars in this. I have the exact number, 103. Yeah. Cars I know cuz it, it, it broke the Guinness Book of World Record for it. Uh yeah, for like a couple of years, and then some other one beat it. Yeah, or whatever. The Matrix Reloaded holds the the Guinness World Record My now, God. and like two hundred fifty cars. Holy or something. shit! And I'm like, I don't even remember cars in the Matrix. No, yeah, I know. And I want to go back and watch, <laughs> but it's in the shitty ones, so you don't have to. Yeah. Do, you don't have to do it. Just take the. It's gonna fast for forward it. through it until I see a pile <laughs> of cars. But yeah, otherwise, like, this movie is very slow going. I know, and there's, like, so many moments in this where I'm like, I should be having fun, right? Like, this is right. a fun scene. Right. But I'm just, I'm just, like, waiting for it to be over. What you get is a lot of, like, Jake and Elwood barely talking to each other. Yeah. And when they do, it's so deadpan that I'm like, that's not even funny. To be honest, I think this would have been way better if... They had a different Elwood. Because I was enjoying John Belushi in this. Like, he has, like, this kind of charisma about him where even when he's not really doing anything, like, he knows kind of, like, these ticks to throw out there where it's like, that was kind of funny. Like, (laughs) there's, like, a scene when uh, they're trying to get uh, one of the band members back and they're in this fancy restaurant and they're just trying to act annoying to try and get him to to yeah. quit his job. Yeah. And just, there's a random, just like a random part where John Belushi just goes to the table next to him. He's like, how much for your women? <laughs> yeah. How much for your daughters? I want yeah. to buy your daughters. <laughs> how much for your wife? <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was losing it there. Like he would just have like these like subtle things he would do where like he showed he had charisma, but Dan Aykroyd in this is fucking awful. He's, he's he, as bland as the toast he likes. He, it looks like he's just like, <laughs> it looks like he's trying to fucking rip off what John Belushi's doing, but not well. Because everything he does, like, even, like, I can't count how many fucking times he says Mission from God yeah. to where 
when the last time he says that, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that is so. I'm so I was right over this. You. Yeah, I'm old. Like, and that's all you do. Yeah, you have no charisma in this. You're dog shit for a character. You do nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and like at least with John Belushi, like he'll do things where it's funny. Like he won't do anything, but it's funny. Like he throws those subtleties out there. Like they'll do things when like Elwood's like driving, and he's like. This is a piece of shit car. And then Elwood will like drive it off a fucking rampway and then they'll like land it like really hard. He's like, this guy got suspension. <laughs> like, but it's, just, it's so it's done deadpan, but he knows just the right line to say in deadpan to make it a funny line. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Dan Eckert as Elwood would just say lines in yeah. deadpan. I agree with what you're saying, but like I didn't get into Belushi's performance as much, I think, as what you're letting on. Well, I mean, I'm not like you're letting on, but like what you're saying, I couldn't, I, I don't know. It was just like, I remembered, I thought liking it. And so the whole time I'm like, all right, when is it going to pick up? And it just <laughs> fucking doesn't. Yeah. Until like the last 30 minutes where the whole last part is like yeah. a chase. I know. Like with this being the blues brothers, I was expecting to get like some really good blues out of it. Cause I am like. A decent right. blues fan. Like, I'm not, like, a... A connoisseur. Or yeah, anything. but, I like, I've heard blues music, and I'm like, I fucking... I, I like blues music. Play some good blues music for me. Right. But with this, it just sounds like... This was to the Blues Brothers as, as like, if there was a movie called The Rap Brothers, and it was, like, <laughs> MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah. Just, like... Doing their shit. Right. And then they would get actual good blues players, but they'd make them play, like, their most bland... Like, cater to the most, the broadest of audience type songs where you're like, no, play your good stuff. No. <laughs> we're just going to have, we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have fucking Snoop Dogg sing Snoop Dogg while we fucking dance shittily to it. I'm like, oh you know what? I don't get, like, how deadpan they were. Like, this is when Aykroyd had his cocaine habit. <laughs> I'm like, so why are you so fucking droll? <laughs> like, I like one of the notes that I have is like, cocaine was budgeted for the movie. Oh yeah. So like, because they that. shot so much at night, it kept the whole crew awake, and like both Aykroyd and Belushi got way into cocaine at this part. Oh yeah, I remember. Of their lives. Yeah, they said that. <laughs> I guess there was, like, a point during the filming of this that John Landis went into John Belushi's trailer, and there was a mountain of cocaine, <laughs> like, just on a table, and he got so worried for John Belushi's health that he decided to put someone in charge of keeping an eye on him. That person was Carrie Fisher. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. So, you can kind of guess where maybe her habit started. Oh, shit. <laughs> You know what I also heard about this movie is that, like, she married Dan Aykroyd for a minute? Yeah. I think they, yeah. I, I thought that did. was maybe, like, a fake thing that I, like, heard, but they threw it in there to throw me off. But I, maybe it's true? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, God. Like, there's, like, some, I'm, like, I'm not hating the whole deadpanness of it like you are, because I was kind of seeing what they were going with it, where it's just, it's two guys that are wandering aimlessly through life that never, that are constantly surrounded by judgment and like 
consequences, but it just never really hits them until the very end. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I would mind the deadpan so much if it was just a tighter movie. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with, like, deadpan humor, and if it was, like, if it, like, say the movie was 90 minutes long. Yeah. You would have, like, the opening scene, which is, like, I'm fine for them taking their time for, uh, 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 what the fuck is his name? Jake? To get John out Belushi? of jail? Yeah, yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah, to get out of jail. And then from there, they just go on. They go straight to the orphanage, get, like, the main focus of the movie, and then you have music number, some hijinks here and there, music number, music number, ending. And, like, they can be deadpan through that whole thing because yeah. that's all you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so <laughs> not that. Yeah. I know. It, it, feel it like, feels like sometimes they're just making up scenes as they go, and they yeah. just didn't want to cut them. And there's, like, some storylines where it feels like they don't even, they don't have enough time to really give it, like, it's proper justice. Yeah. Like, the whole Carrie Fisher thing. Cut they it go out and, of the movie! Yeah. Like, it, it was really funny. It's some, it's some really funny stuff, and I was, like, really curious to see where they go with it, but it's such a throwaway thing at the end. Yeah. Where it's just her being, like, you left me at the altar. Oh, okay. And then... They just go That's their separate it. ways. <laughs> We're like, you had this really awesome idea, like just ha- like this woman going around constantly trying to murder them in the most elaborate ways possible. Right. And they just, it never really happens. Right. And then they were like, well, shit, how do we end this? Right. Uh, left her to the altar and then he leaves her. Stupid. That was it. Where I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. Like, like, like I mean, it was f- like, I totally forgot she was in this so when she pulled up in the beginning with a rocket launcher yeah and i was like oh but i, lo- I loved all that shit though i liked like it, the rocket but- launcher and then and then <laughs> the next morning when like the cops are about to fucking arrest them and then she uses like a fucking like rc car <laughs> controller to blow up the entire <laughs> building right and, and then- they fall <laughs> Through the floor, and then they dig out of the rubble, like, oh, we're late for work. Right. And they get up. Like, I was, like, I loved shit like that, but it was, it'd be, like, a scene like that, and then it'd be, like, this big fucking long time you're waiting for something else to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it would be, yeah, it would be, like, <laughs> the mall, like, the mall car chase, and then it's, like, now we're waiting, now we're waiting, now we're waiting. Oh, Carrie Fisher's here. She blew up the building. Now we're waiting. Now we're waiting. Now right. we're waiting. It was like there was not enough stuff in here to justify two and a, like almost a two and a half hour long movie. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> um, like there's there's elements that I like, but they don't go together right at all. No, they don't. Um, so because we're it we're talking about a musical, let's get this out of the way. What did you think of the songs that were in this? I mean, you brought up a little bit. But, like, the musical numbers that were in it, how'd you like it? For being the Blues Brothers, they picked some really shitty blues songs. Okay. Like, I, the ones that I liked the most were, uh, ah, fuck. There's, like, the one, like, right before they go into the Aretha Franklin's cafe, and they have the, the one guy playing his guitar. Outside? Yeah. Okay. Like I know I like I like that song a lot cuz it's the original artist singing the original song and uh Minnie the shit the one that uh Cab Calloway sings cuz it's his it's his actual song um 
Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, yeah. I Minnie like the Moocher. I fucking love Minnie the Moocher so much. I didn't even know that song was going to be in here, and I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the minute he starts singing Minnie the Moocher, and they even do, like, that really cool thing where it, like, le- like the whole scene kind of transforms into that 1930s, like, old school style of blues look where, like, the band is adopted, like, these, like, white uniforms and Cab Calloways, like, out center stage singing Minnie the Moocher and everyone's into it. Like, I was like, oh, this is a really cool scene. And then it's, like, they're, like, pretty much that whole scene was supposed to be them killing time for Jake and Elwood to show up. Mm-hmm. And then Jake and Elwood show up, and then it fucking sucks. <laughs> and you're like, God, I would, I'd fucking want Cab Calloway to come back on fucking stage. Hell yeah. Because they're singing dog shit fucking songs, like, everybody. I'm like, oh, fuck this song. Bring back Cab Calloway. Give me some money the moocher. <laughs> Well, okay. Of all the guest stars in this, who was your favorite performance? <sighs> Probably Cab Calloway. I think I liked Aretha Franklin's actually the best, and I'm not yeah. saying it because she's we're... A, yeah, she's. I think she's probably the best actress out of the musicians. In yes, this. yeah, and I think her song actually fit the plot of the movie. It felt like it was like yeah, they took one of her songs and then wrote it into the movie rather than just yeah. like an insert. Yeah, they pretty you know? much like Mama Mia at her fucking, <laughs> which is. Fine, because yeah. I think it worked. It was the best perform. She was the best actress of all of like the inserts. Yeah, I know. It took me a while to like, was like, oh shit, that's Aretha Franklin because she's actually she was like acting like an actual actress. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like shit. I she blended in so well with like the rest of the cast. Like I could not tell that she was like a musician mm-hmm. being like portraying an actress. Right. Um. But yeah, I really I liked that one probably the most. Um. The Ray Charles one was okay. Yeah. Um. But his song was but so the, dog shit. It was just him naming off fucking dance moves yeah. for people on the outside to be like, we're doing the mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, But I, I did like the Kev Calloway one. Oh, my God. I know. I, I fucking love the song Minnie the Moocher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, so, <laughs> but God, the, the Blues Brothers by themselves are so fucking shitty. Like, I don't even the fact re- that they even like nailed down like that venue to fit enough people to make $5,000. Right. It's like what's wrong with this fucking building? They're hiring this shitty fucking band. <laughs> They're awful. I don't and know. then for some reason Dan Aykroyd must have fucking put this in in himself cuz he has this big long speech about togetherness and shit that lasts forever where I'm like, just sing the fucking song. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And it goes on for fucking ever. I'm like, shut the fuck up and sing. Mm -hmm. And then they sing. I'm like, just stop all together. This song sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so fun facts. I got more fun facts. Uh, There were 103 cars wrecked in this. I want to know like what the budget, like, was just for the cars. I know. Because, like, the budget was $30 million, but, like, they wrecked, like, a hundred cars. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it is... I was, like, shocked at, like, how many car wrecks there were in this. Oh, I know. Like, I was like, oh, that's still still going. That's still yeah. wrecking more cars and all. Yeah. I was actually pretty impressed with that stuff. And... The shot that they're driving under the train in downtown Chicago. Yeah. They call that the L, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong. So Chicago listeners, just shout me out. 
like just talk shit to me on Twitter. I don't yeah. care. But like they actually drove at what his speedometer said. They drove at like 118 miles an hour under there. Holy shit! They did it twice to get like the sh- like just in case they needed another shot of it. But yeah, they cleared all traffic under there and they sped like at 120 miles an hour under that. My shit. god! Which I'm like, holy shit! Like I just thought they like drove fairly quickly and sped up the reel or whatever. I also love how like chase scenes that take place in Chicago, no fucking traffic. Yeah, not ever. None. When I can't get around for shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you can't even yeah, you can't even like turn off on an intersection without waiting for fucking ten minutes. <laughs> These motherfuckers are going 120 down the fucking Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a really fun chase, I guess, if there was a bunch, bunch of yeah. traffic, so whatever. Um, also, like, against... Not only are the police trying to come out and get the Blues Brothers, there's other foils in this. Once they go to that country western bar, yeah. they make enemies with the good old boys who were supposed to sing there instead. Yeah. I, I've, This movie strikes me so much as, like... If I was going to see a movie like this where it's supposed to be like a love letter to blues, I'd want them to show me, like, what makes blues so great. But I felt like this movie was just like that annoying guy that's like, blues music, huh? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's good. No! Blues music, huh? Like, yeah, sure. No! Blues music! (laughs) Shut the fuck up! (laughs) And then even, like, they go as far to be like, well, country music's shit, but blues music, huh? Where, like... They just have, like, this... That's, that whole scene is just, like, this big fucking uh, parody of, like, this blues band moves in, and then they just sing uh, fucking TV themes of yeah. Western yeah. shows, and everyone's into it, where it's like, Western music's so stupid that we can sing their TV themes, and they'd fucking love it. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, my God. So... You're not showing me why blues music's awesome. You're showing me why other music sucks, which is defeating the purpose of like why you're trying to show why blues music's awesome. Yeah, like that whole scene was so fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what? I also found funny is that like so they got paid two hundred dollars for that venue, but racked up a three hundred dollar bar bill. Yeah, so they owed the bar a hundred bucks, and I was like. I know one of my old friends who is an older person, like, tell me what a beer cost in, like, the 80s. And it was, like, a quarter for a glass of beer. Yeah. So, like, $300 of, of beer. Yeah. All of those guys would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I can't see how you would at all ever be on the side of the Blues Brothers in this. Because they're raving assholes the entire fucking movie. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess you have bigger assholes, like, against them. So it kind of works out. Sure. I mean, if I you're going to... Any, anytime, enemy... anytime one of your enemies is the fucking Nazis, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going to be the biggest asshole. Right. But throughout this whole thing, like, the police! The police are doing their fucking job! And they're making them seem like the biggest putzes. Yeah. Where it's like... What the fuck, man? (laughs) These are supposed to be people I'm rooting for? Like, they're driving through a mall, destroying the entire thing? Like, their whole goal this entire movie is to raise $5,000, and they've created, like, maybe 50000 in damages. I would say more than that. Yeah. (laughs) 
but it it like defeats the purpose. Like these guys are the biggest raving assholes. Like they got out of jail just long enough to raise five thousand dollars, but in the process destroyed America's infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so what's it worth? Like, just let the fucking orphanage die then. Right. We have to these two raving lunatics that won't change their clothes, driving around Chicago wreaking havoc to raise $5,000. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you brought up the Nazis, did you get the joke that um, the abbreviation is like a, a somewhat of an abbreviation for asswipe? <laughs> no. So the Illinois Nazis, yeah, or the fucking Illinois Nazis, or whatever yeah. Dan Aykroyd said, their group name was the American Socialist White People Party, or the ASWPP, and it uh, was supposed to be a joke that they're ass wipes. Uh, like I only em. know that is because like the guy <laughs> that I watched it with told me that. I'm like, hey, they're ass wipes, and I'm like, A W Oh. Got it. Got him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, I guess you are correct saying like, if your number one enemy has to be a Nazi to make you look good, yeah, I guess they're not really clean cut. Yeah, like even the the Western band that they start the grudge with, like they have every right to be pissed at them. Yeah, they stole their gig, and then fucking made them seem like assholes, and then even. When they're like, well, we're going to fucking kill them because they fucking fucked up our shit. They go out of their way to, like, borderline murder them by super gluing their gas pedals down. <laughs> right, yeah. We're like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> um, like, they're try- they, they try their best to make them like, like, this would be a completely different story if they were likable, but they don't do enough to make them likable. Yeah, I both of them together aren't charismatic enough so they can be, like, the fun bad boys to me. They're just like, yeah. I don't care what happens to you. Like, I think I would have liked this more if Dan Aykroyd just wasn't one of the Blues Brothers. Because he's just... He seems like he's just trying to rip off what John Belushi's doing, but he's doing it horribly. Like, I would have... Like, John Candy's in this, and he doesn't do shit. He just waves yeah. at them. I would have liked to see, like, John Belushi and John Candy as, like, the Blues Brothers... That'd be funny. Or like maybe John Candy, like maybe doing more of like a more vocal type, and then like John Belushi kind of doing like the same thing he was doing in this, but like, cause I'm 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 saying like even though he was deadpan, like there's those moments in there where he you knew just the right line to throw in there where it was still it saved what was little of the scene. <laughs> um, which is weird because I like Dan Aykroyd and stuff. Like, in mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, like, he's a completely different character. I really yeah. like him in Ghostbusters. Yeah. But in this, I just, it felt like he was just trying to to copy John Belushi and doing it miserably. Did you, have you ever seen, like, an SNL Blues Brothers skit? No. I haven't either. No. But it I took me no forever interest. to find out that it was, an, they were actually SNL characters. Oh, so I knew that going in, but, like, I still have never seen any. And, like, I have no interest... Other than, like, morbid curiosity to see if it's anything like the movie. Yeah. Like, what do they do in an SNL skit that makes it funny? I don't know what... Because I don't know what they would do. a whole movie. Yeah. I have no idea. But apparently, uh, some people thought it was good. Like, this is a rated R movie, too, that came out in 1980, and it made, like, uh, what, close to five times its budget? So, I I don't know. Yeah. 
I yeah, I just don't get it. I'm sure there's probably plenty of people listening to this like swearing at us about how much we don't like this, but it is not for me. No, I couldn't get into it. And yeah, like I said, there's multiple elements where I'm like, I should be into this. Like the car chases were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to talk about like the ending once you're done with your whole. Yeah, like the car, the car chases were good. There's some musical performances that are good. Like Aretha Franklin's is good, even though. I was getting a big kick out of, like, Aretha Franklin's where, like, fucking uh, makeshift Lando is, like, just, like, <laughs> like his, makeshift whole, Lando. his whole dance, yeah, like, his whole dance is just, he's just putzing around her while she sings, sings at him. Like, there's, like, there's uh, some scenes in this movie where, like, the dance choreography is, like, very down and in tune and there's other ones where it's just like just fucking do whatever well the other members of the band are just musicians yeah like they're not actors because i went to go look it up on imdb and all of them are their names are their actual names in the movie oh yeah so I I didn't know that up until tonight but i was like oh that makes sense but no i mean they were shows in their performance yeah i mean for being band band members they were fine but i'm talking more like the dance choreography because i mean they even like went out out of their way to show like all dances choreographed by and then just put like two or three names and there's like somewhere like yeah they do the one with ray charles where he's like just yelling dance dances and they're just doing them right and then there's like that the the church scene with james brown yeah but beyond that like they're super lazy with their choreography. Like the, oh, not a whole lot. the Aretha Franklin one is just three backup singers following Aretha Franklin around yelling, think well, fucking <laughs> like, uh, discount Lando. Yeah. Discount Lando just kind of like puts around like a fucking old man. There's so much old man dancing in this. <laughs> Even the blues brothers themselves, they dance like fucking dads. Matt Murphy. Are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, he comes back for blues brothers. 2000. Oh my god. I I have no interest in seeing Blues Brothers 2000 cuz John Belushi's dead and he was the only saving grace of this entire movie. Dan Aykroyd is a fucking <laughs> abomination in this. He sucks so bad. Oh, John Landis also directed it too. Oof. Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, Walter Levine. I don't know who this is. There's a kid in it, I know. Yeah, he was on the cover, but I can't... Maybe that's Walter Levine? I don't know. (laughs) And then Jim Belushi's in it, right? No, I don't think Jim Belushi's in it. I I think Jim Belushi was supposed to be John Goodman's role, but then they just didn't cast him for it. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to reprise it to like for his brother or whatever. Oh, no. No. But yeah, no, John Belushi... I think was the only thing about this that I thought was good. <laughs> I just ah, it's, Blues Brothers two thousand four point eight out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, I've heard it. I think how does how does it get made did a did a episode on it and they talked about how fucking awful it is. Gross. Uh, okay, so let me talk about the end because yeah. that's like one of the big. Once everything gets going and like there's a huge chase after their big concert at this hall or whatever yeah um they first of all the whole hall is like filled with illinois state troopers yeah ready to catch them after they get done singing yeah and they sneak out the back 
Carrie Fisher tries to kill him one more time, and then she's just forgotten about for the rest of the movie. Yep. And then <laughs> they go on this huge chase where the, all of the Illinois State Police are after him. And then they get... They have the money in their hand to bring it to, like, this tax office so, like, the orphanage doesn't go under or whatever. Yeah. And the whole chase there, the 109 miles to Chicago... Yeah. ...is, like, a huge crash scene, which is super fun. Yeah. They wreck a ton of cars, and then once they get into, actually, Chicago, they do that big 120-mile-hour sprint down the L. Yep. And then, like, at this point... The SWAT is coming. The army is coming. The National Guard comes in at one point. And, like, that was making me laugh because you have all of these huge troopers. All for two people. I I love that. Like, like, because it's a big, like, build-up to that whole scenario where just, like, every single piece of United States (laughs) armed forces is coming to capture these two men. Right. And so I would thought that was pretty funny. Like, if the Illinois troopers show up what's left of them after they haven't all crashed. And then, like, SWAT comes, and they're all like, hot, 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 hot. That's all they ever hear from them. And then, like, the army files out of these big, huge trucks, and they're just all like, raw, like, yelling and all that shit. There's tanks coming yeah. in and everything. Oh, like, you forgot to talk about the Illinois Nazis when they're chasing them. <laughs> and they go off that... that yeah. Uh, constructed interpa- like uh, overpass and for some reason when they go off the overpass they go further up in the air <laughs> right. like I swear they almost enter like they almost leave earth's atmosphere right I didn't driving have... off an overpass I felt like I missed something because I looked up when they like launched off there and then all of a sudden they were like as tall as like the Sears <laughs> tower. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't. Happened? Yeah, it makes no sense. And they go through the they go through the road. Right. I thought that was kind of funny, like, <laughs> like that they went through the road. But like, I guess they actually did drop a Pinto. Yeah, because they do show like, uh, they do go out their way to like show like this big faraway shot of like a car falling out of the sky, which like begs the question: How did thirty million dollars stretch so far? No shit. Like they wreck all those cars. They had clearance to drop a Pinto in Chicago. Yeah. Because you see it fall right next to buildings. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they just dropped it into the lake or whatever. I yeah. have no idea, but, like, Jesus Christ. $30 million for all of that shit. Like, the thing that makes me so mad about this movie is that I feel like it could have, like, if this could have been a really fun movie. Yeah. But it's just, they got tangled up in so much of their own bullshit where I feel like they just got way too into just things that sucked. You just got to play that clip of Rick James selling, saying cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. They spend so long, just them trying to get the band members back in the group takes way Forever. too, ever too fucking long. It takes almost an hour. Yeah. It, I'm and they, not even lying. No, they just keep going. We're, and, like, yeah, sure, you get, like, the, the fun cameo of Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles. But then after after a while, you're just like, just fucking form the band already. That should at most have taken 30 minutes. Not even. Maybe 5, 10 minutes. Just, like, a montage <laughs> of it. Sure. But, I mean, with all that stuff, like, 30 minutes of them from him getting out of prison to the point their first gig. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) 
For sure. And then you have the rest of the movie after that yeah. to just happen. Yeah, exactly. after that, it definitely picks up more pace, but still it has does. slow points in it. Yeah, it does, but yeah. By that point, it's just like so much shit has happened, and I'm tired. <laughs> I was so tired. <sighs> but I really have nothing else to say about this movie. No, Would you I don't recommend either. anybody to see it? Man, I don't know. I... I didn't have fun watching this. I didn't either. I I couldn't <laughs> recommend it. No. Like it's not even free on any streaming site. No. I had to pay three bucks to I know. watch it on I play I paid three bucks to watch it and it only had like a day long rental for yeah, it. Yeah, it only had twenty four. Like, yeah, usually ones that I get are like usually forty eight or seventy two, but this one was like twenty four. I'm like, God damn it. So I had to like stuff it all in in one day. Yeah. I, did Amazon change that? Because any rental that I've done recently has only been for a day. Really? I don't Maybe know. Maybe they changed Maybe it. Maybe they did. But I remember doing it like er, for earlier stuff I've had to rent. Yeah, because I'm going to get it for, for like 48 hours. I did it for Little Shop and it was 48 hours. Really? Huh. Well, I don't know. Who knows? But not me. Yeah, no, I I would not recommend this. I, I had... It's so boring yeah, I had for no a fun. large chunk of this. And it's a total waste of time. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. That is, no, like, the yeah. biggest... T- Literally nothing happens in this. <laughs> it is... It's, t- it's yeah. terrible. I don't think anything's really going to strike you as, holy shit, that was awesome in this. So what... I'm curious what you would grade it. Like... Because I have the highlights of things that I liked... Yeah, but like overall, the, the movie didn't do much for me. I, I would say the car crashes are fun, the chase to the mall's fun, and that's really about it. I would probably, if you really need to see it, I'd give it like the lowest of C's. That's where I was leaning on, because like I did have fun with the car scenes. I liked some of the music numbers with the cameos. Yeah. So, like, I would give it a C minus. Yeah. Like, even, like, the only, like, the, the biggest musical number that I liked in this was Cab Calloway with Minnie the Moocher, but even that's not, like, a good, that's not even, like, the best rendition of Minnie the Moocher I've ever heard. No. It's like Cab Calloway when he's, like, in his 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I so even like, read something about it, too, that he wasn't really super happy with the performance. Because they had to like uh, use like uh, uh, his record version of it when he wanted to do a live or something. Yeah, I I didn't read all into it because I was just like like, every performance in this feels like overproduced and over. Yeah, it just feels overproduced. Where like the thing I like the most about blues is like when you hear the like the performance of it, it's usually like really raw and like they just leave all of the mistakes in there. Like that's the best part about blues but in this it was just like it was like i like blues music look i I like the shitty the shittiest fucking blues songs you can ever think of i'm gonna (laughs) sing those and overproduce them so it doesn't even sound like blues at all yeah i feel like you keep like i don't agree that they're the shittiest songs but i feel like they're the most i don't even know they're not the shittiest general like they're the most like milk toast yeah, like I would radio versions. I would agree. Of what you know about like, yeah. R&B and B songs? Yeah, I, I I'll agree. I won't say they're the shittiest, but they're yeah, they're just overproduced in a way where it doesn't even sound like blues anymore to me. 
they're just the poppy blues hits or whatever yeah. that you can tap your foot to. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get into into like the music that much. Oh. Well, there's the Blues Brothers for yeah, you. We're probably Sorry gonna, to, we're, yeah, we're probably going to be hung for this one because I've, I've heard so many people. I know. They love it. Love this. And I've seen so many people just go out on Halloween as the Blues Brothers. But now that I am like cognizant and can like remember yeah. what the movie is, I'll be like, what dude, the fuck's your you problem, love dude? shitty things. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I don't know, man. But, we, I mean, we saw the top ten list of things that came out in 1980, so. There you go. Whatever the fuck Coal Mine's Daughter is. <laughs> it was better than Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, was there anything else this week that you were into that you liked more than Blues Brothers? Uh, well, uh, Preacher Season 3 ended. Okay. This past week. And uh, it's on a, still on a really good track. You need to get into Preacher. I know. Troy. I I need to get it. I you saw would, the first season. I need to get you, into season two. Still, and, yeah, it's but it's so infuriating because the first season does not even touch the second and third season. Doesn't touch it I at even look at in you. the slightest, <laughs> in the slightest. Like right. they're even like uh, they even like throw in uh, like subplots that weren't even in the book. Like they do a thing this season with Cassidy where he almost kind of like develops kind of like a like a relationship with another vampire oh who's also a guy so it's like kind oh. of like a homosexual kind kind of thing Ooh. so like but it's really interesting because it's like they're still like really into chicks it's just that they're the only two vampires they've ever really met uh-huh and they're just kind of like embracing the fact that they're the only ones who really understand each other and then that makes some form of relationship with each other oh okay but so like there's like stuff like that, like not in the book. That's like really interesting. Okay. And uh, yeah, they just they they introduce Masada in this, like at the end of this season, mm-hmm. like the big like uh, headquarters mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. So like they're like building up to like a big fucking season three, season four, season four. Yeah. Okay. Season four, but yeah, it it's preacher is so fucking good. Like okay. even the things they don't hit in the book, they still touch on it in like the book sense. Okay, it's oh, it's so good. All right, and even Hitler is a really big character in it for some reason. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they like introduce Hitler in a way where like him and Arseface are like really close. Oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to think. Does he ever get brought up in the book? I don't think so. Like, even when they go to hell a few times. I don't think so. I'm not no, sure. No, I think the only time they actually go into hell is when um, the Saint of Killers goes down there and it freezes over. I think that's the only time they actually go yeah. down there. I don't think Hitler's in the book. No. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, Hitler's like a pretty big character in the show. Okay. And uh, yeah, they even they even do like a slight homage to the John Wayne Okay. A voiceover in this season too. Okay. Which is really fun. All it's right. just preacher's so fucking good, especially with you having read the book. You'll really appreciate it. Okay. I'll hop on it. I'll um, I'll see if I can fit it in. <laughs> my time is. Uh, I had to watch all of Blues Brothers on my phone because my TV was taken up with Elmo <laughs> today. So that's why I was watching it, finishing it on my phone when you came yeah. in. <sighs> so much Elmo in my life. 
Draw. A little furry fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But my daughter loves him. There you go. So what you are you going to do? You can't stand between what you your child do? and what I she can't. loves. Not at this point. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere down the line, I'm going <laughs> to put my foot I'm gonna down. I'm going to put a hard fucking stop to any of that. Um, the minute she starts, she's old enough to just start doing chores. <laughs> you just pulled landscaping duty. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're... Now you're Hands are gonna hurt. <laughs> well, now your feet's gonna hurt. Uh, it's landscaping duty. <laughs> what? Anything else other than that? Um. Well, uh, Netflix put out another like kind of like informative type show that's sponsored by BuzzFeed now. Okay. Because uh, Vox does that explained one that's really good. Now they have one with BuzzFeed where I think they're doing it in more of like b- blocks where it's like six or seven episodes at a time. Okay. Where they're like they're all eighteen minutes each, but they like tackle like one subject and they're really in depth on it. And uh, the ones that we've seen so far are pretty good. They do like a really interesting one on. Uh, there's a woman that goes out and interviews uh, advocates for men's rights. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like she interviews a woman who is a very staunch men's rights activist. Really? Yeah, oh. and she's very crass <laughs> okay but it's <laughs> she is very crass yeah but no but it's but it's interesting and like they they do kind of like how vox does they do a really good job of going very in depth where they take a subject and they're like okay well we interviewed someone who is probably not the most publicly liked version mm-hmm. of this Let's go out and see someone who actually is more open-minded, where it's like, they actually do find, like, a group that considers themselves men rights activists, but they're not so much about fuck women as they are. Let's try and keep people more open-minded about, like, what men are going through while we're in this transitionary period, kind of. Okay. So, it, but it's interesting. Like, they, they try and tackle it through many different viewpoints. Okay. I'll have to check that out. And they even do like a really interesting, because I've never heard of, uh, I think it's like ASRM or something. Like those like uh, sound YouTube clips. Have you heard about those? I think it's like ASMR. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like there's 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 like uh, videos on YouTube like all over the place where it's just people do things that are very soothing. Like it's like people will like, uh, crinkle paper into microphones. Oh, okay. And All like, right. stuff like that. I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's called ASMR. But like they interview people that are really big into that, and like even like people that are like addicted to it, and they just kind of like get the idea of like why it's such a big thing. Okay. And so they do stuff like that. Like this one, I think, is more internet based as opposed to Vox's, which it's more broad range, like random topics this one is deals more with like social media and internet topics mm-hmm. so they're they're both really interesting i, I suggest both of them okay uh, like, i kind of forgot that that vox had a thing on netflix yeah they do some really really cool ones too like okay. they, their latest one they did was on the female orgasm okay <laughs> where like they go in depth on like what people like even like like 
Because it's like a theory, pretty much, about like what, <laughs> like it, they know that it exists. They're just trying to figure out how it happens. Okay, all right. So it's it's interesting. Maybe I'll just go in and binge some of these. Some there's like and you can because they're all they're all like fifteen to twenty minutes long. All right. It's the only thing is like anytime I come home, I automatically just flip on YouTube. Yeah. Because I'm just like I just want quick disposable like stuff that I can just watch and like have a random assortment of things. Yeah. But like. I guess if Netflix has that, maybe we should go back into Netflix. I'll like, I'll be on YouTube like most. That's like most of what I watch. Yeah, all week is YouTube stuff. <laughs> I subscribe to like fifty different channels. Yeah, on YouTube, and they all are different. Yeah, and it, so like it's cool because it looks like Netflix is kind of trying to go that same route with with shows like this, okay. where it's. Because they they come out with shows weekly, but they're all just like seventeen minutes long. Mm. But they're they pack a lot of information on that seventeen minutes. Okay, like they do one where they do a really good job of explaining what cricket is. I never even know what the fuck cricket is. I never. It it looks like weird baseball. Yeah, <laughs> but they do like a really good job of trying to explain it. All right. All right, yeah. Maybe I'll go check out a few apps even before I go to bed tonight. There you go. There. You go. All right. Sweet deal. That it? That's it. Um, I haven't been really into much. Um, I'm not going to spoil what's coming up for uh, Imperious Rex, but other Uh-oh. than like watching Blues Brothers, I've been trying to shotgun a few things for Imperious Rex that we're going to be filming this Saturday. Oh, so shit. we'll have like a block of episodes for uh, September all done. Oh shit! And then into October, wait, June, July, August, September. Yeah, October. Yeah, and into October, so we'll have a few of those already set up. Nice. So I've been reading those books, and let me tell you, I got done with one that is great. I think I I brought it up last week. All Star Batman and Robin, oh, the Boy yeah. Wonder. <laughs> nice. It is something else. It's like one of those movies that's so bad that it's good kind of a deal. So, like, I can't wait to talk about it with Dave because he hasn't told me anything about it yet. Oh, perfect. He's only kind of given me that kind of hint that we're on the right track of how we think about it. Yeah. Not that it's a big shock because it's in the public comic zeitgeist Mm -hmm. that that's how it's pretty much taken. Yeah. It's funny reading like Reddit reviews of it because yeah. it is all over the place. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, speaking on the subject of Imperious Rex, if I have crossover listeners between the both, we are doing a Q&A episode on Saturday as well. Ooh. So if you have any questions, hit. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. Or you can hit up our Gmail at ImperiousRex at Gmail, ImperiousRexShow at Gmail. So do either that or hit up ImperiousRex on Twitter as well. Oh, shit. So if you want to have your question read on on the internet, just hit those up there. And I just want to bring up now that our show, it can be found on Alexa devices. Ooh. So we are pretty much evened up now. I've got everything all squared away. We're on like every platform ever at yeah. this point. You, you have to avoid us more or less find us. <laughs> right, right. So JT, if people want to be 
complaining to you because they just can't stop hearing us on every device that they own. Where oh, could they do that? T- story of my life. You can <laughs> find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, when I Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy. How uh, how you doing on that Snapchat? You... I haven't done it for a while. Um, I should I probably just, just stop no, talking just, about well, it. I was just wondering. I'll like I'll probably get drunk certain weekends and be like this looks like fun and then i'll do stories of it but beyond that it's maybe like a once in a month type thing all right i was just wondering um (laughs) (laughs) uh you can find me at troy to the max on twitter you can find us both at review review pod on twitter where we post all of our new shows as well as all of our polls that we do for tournament random yep. movies or anything that we want to settle an argument on. <laughs> yeah. Who, know, who knows? That'll, that's probably going to, that's almost like down the road probably. <laughs> uh, I think all of our, epi- yeah, I know all of our episodes are also uploaded onto Facebook. If you are a Facebook user and you find us on there. Yes. And we are also uploaded onto review review pod at podbean.com. If you don't want to listen to there, that doesn't matter because we are on a slew of other platforms such as Google podcast, Stitcher, Alexa devices. Yeah. You can find us on the Google Home. Yes. We're on Player FM. And we are on Apple Podcasts. And if you happen to use those Apple devices, please send us a comment or subscribe or do something on there because that's the only pretty much podcast rating uh, platform that uh, sends people high into the charts. Because oh, yeah. uh, if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. Exactly. Uh, as well. Exactly. And if you want to send us an email, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. We got all of those things covered. Yeah. They're everywhere, babe. Everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. babe. Um, I don't know any other platform <laughs> that we need to be on now. I don't know. Get weep. We're on Spotify. We are officially weeping, for we realize there are no more countries <laughs> to conquer. We're also on YouTube. We I forgot are. to say that. All of our new episodes uh, from the beginning of this month are now uploaded onto YouTube. Awesome. And I have not I have them downloaded, and I have popular episodes of our pre- past stuff. I haven't uploaded those yet. I have them on my hard drive. I just haven't found the time <laughs> being a father alone with an the infant fuck. that is now... God damn it, Troy. ...out of a cast and very busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I found her playing in the toilet yesterday. <laughs> That was my bad. Should have locked that gate. Did not. Wash those hands right quick. Oh, my God. Um, so that's dad news. Dad news update at the tail end of this show. Dad news. Uh, so that's what we have going on now. But what about later, JT? What's down the pipeline? Well, we are on the cusp of September, which means we are about to enter Predatember. <laughs> We, uh, with the... Trademark that. TM that shit. I should. (laughs) With the release of The Predator coming out earlier that, or later that month, we will be doing Predator, Predator 2, The Predator, and if we talk about it, maybe Predators, I've never seen it. (sighs) Some people say it's good. I'm, alright, if you, if we, if you think we should do it, I'll, I'll be for it, but... I'm not the biggest fan. And we do have a potential guest for one, if not all, of our shows for Predatember. I gotta okay. get back in touch with them via Skype. But yeah, so uh, an exciting 
September with our Predatember. Okay. All right. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't think I've seen the first Predator in a long time, and I remember younger. I fucking loved Predator too. Yeah, I haven't seen Predator in a long time, and I have never seen Predator oh, 2. Oh, God. And then I guess I'm going to be happy to go to the movies once more to go see <laughs> The Predator. Yeah. And Shane then, Black's directing. I know. So who knows? Might turn out good. Um, also, it could turn out bad, because I've heard maybe it's not so good. I've already. heard it's not good. <laughs> but we'll see. We, we'll see. Will we will definitely hope. See. We will be watching with crossed fingers. Right. And then I don't... I think Predators would probably work pretty good because I think that actually does take place like in the distant future. Okay. Sweet deal. So maybe we will do Predators. All right. Whole month of Predator. God. Predator. Get your it's ears coming ready. Up. It's coming up. Um, it's definitely coming up for sure. Well, that's pretty sweet news, JT. There you go. So uh, anybody out there with that Predator box set, break that out. Yeah. Check them out. Send us any comments or questions you might have about Predator, and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. <laughs> or just give us the facts to reiterate them yeah. with your name, and we will we say will... them on the show. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> your thoughts on Predator in any way, shape, or form. Right. Any we will them. talk about it on what, the air. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Yeah. What do you, do you think even like? Do you even like Predator? Do you hate Predator? Tell us. We will tell the world. Your disdain for Predator. <laughs> what did you think of Alien versus Predator? Because I've seen them <laughs> both, and they think they both suck. They both suck. Uh, the first one I saw semi recently. Yeah. Twice somehow in a weekend. Especially because AVP Requiem takes place in the present when aliens are don't exist. Oh yeah. It at all like. Fuck this franchise. This, yeah. This, this is the <laughs> aliens in general is just a fucked up franchise. But who knows? Maybe Predator might turn out better. Who oh, knows? Maybe Predator might cross be better. Cross our fingers. Crossing our fingers. Predator might be good. Anyway, that's that's going to be the end of the show. So we'll leave you with that. Uh, and so until we review the first Predator. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Double flex. Bush and pencils, I see. <laughs> uh, greased guns. Um, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm G3K. And we, well, we're off. <laughs>